Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The, Magne- the Magnetic Lighthouse Podcast, Episode 7, Becoming the Leader You Were Born to Be with special guest, Sheila Kelly. Welcome to the Magnetic Lighthouse Podcast, where the spiritual learn how to shine their light and manifest their dreams. With your host and spiritual connector to all, Jamie Pritchard. The light is now on. Hi, my name is Jamie Pritchard, founder of the Magnetic Lighthouse and your spiritual connector. Are you a spiritually-minded individual or business owner who is frustrated or stuck in manifesting a great idea and attracting financial abundance? Then I can help you. I've been leading individuals and groups in manifesting their spiritual purpose for over 20 years. I am launching a new spiritual mastermind group. This is an intensive forum where spiritually-minded individuals and business owners just like you can take your ideas, hopes, and dreams and truly manifest them into reality. Through my group's facilitation and direction, you can expect not only to have your goals heard in a non-judgmental way, but you will be receiving direct feedback, support, action items, and most importantly, solid accountability from your spiritual mastermind group. You are no longer alone. Space is limited, however, to six members. If you are truly ready to manifest your purpose into reality, then contact me directly at jamiep at themagneticlighthouse.com for more details. Now, on with today's show. Hello, Spirit Nation. Welcome to the Magnetic Lighthouse Podcast. I'm your host and spiritual connector, Jamie Pritchard. And I want to personally thank you for being with us tonight. I'm very happy to have as my guest, Sheila Kelly, who is coming to us live from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Sheila is a coach, workshop facilitator, published author, and leadership expert. Sheila is here to share her wisdom and insight and help us understand her views on what true leadership really is, and more importantly, what that means to us. But before we get to Sheila, it is now time for your magnetic moment. The magnetic moment is the part of our show where I share some thoughts, ideas, and perhaps a bit of wisdom on our show's theme. This segment is intended to get you, our spiritually-minded listeners, engaged and present in the show and disengaged from some of the noise that you may be carrying with you from your day. So I want you to take a deep, long, meditative breath and just relax and simply listen for the next few moments. Tonight's theme is Responsibility. One of the great things I love about what I do is to get I get to speak to some fantastic coaches, exceptional intuitive thinkers, and great thought leaders in the world today. Our topic today, Be the Leader You Were Born to Be, really landed with me and stirred some feelings inside me. There were two questions that came immediately to my mind when Sheila outlined her topic. The first question was simply, what kind of leader am I? The second question was, What one habit or trait do I need to focus on to be a better leader? 
The answer to the first question came fairly quickly from within me. Jamie, as a leader, you are a work in progress. Ah, yes, the ever faithful inner, inner or trusted sources, however you want to refer to them, uh, tended to have a great way of keeping me humble. I think I have arrived and there really is nothing more to add to the perfection that is Jamie Pritchard. Have you not felt that at one time or another? I am reminded that leadership is a continuous process that never ends until we take that last breath. The second answer was one word that came through very loud and clear for me, responsibility. The word responsibility is derived from the Latin word responsibilis and means to be accountable for one's action. For me, responsibility is the key to becoming a better leader. But responsible to whom? For me, it is ourselves, the person that we look at every day in the mirror. Exceptional leaders that I have had the pleasure to know throughout my corporate and entrepreneurial career have, in my opinion, the following key characteristics. First, they know themselves. They know what their strengths are, and more importantly, they know their weaknesses. They are good at playing to their strengths, and they are good at finding others to help them with their weaknesses. They have a compelling vision or goal. They know what they want to achieve and where they are going. They reflect on a daily basis. They reflect on where they are at in achieving their goal and vision, and they reflect inward to ensure that they have the right man mindset each and every day. They accept feedback because they know they do not have all the answers. And finally, they take action every day. They make decisions quickly and they deal with the consequences as they may come. They are not afraid to fail. So what was my learning this week? For me, I learned that I am a better leader than I was yesterday, but I'm not quite the leader I will be tomorrow. I wish I could have all the answers um, inside of me. You know, the answers to what you need to do or be each day, unfortunately, are not available on Google. In fact, I tried Googling, what is Jamie's purpose today? The answer I got back, Jamie Oliver's all-purpose three-in-one peeler. <laughs> Perhaps there is an answer somewhere in there, but I need to reflect more on it. I'm not getting it. Maybe I need to peel away some layers in there. I'm not sure. My challenge for you this week is to reflect on this question. What one habit or trait do you need to work on to be a better leader? And I want to share with you a quote that I found from Mother Teresa. Don't expect your friend to be a perfect person, but help your friend to become a perfect person. That's true friendship. For this week, I want you to focus on being a friend to yourself. Understand that you're not perfect. You are. You be kind to yourself, and remember that you are a work in progress. All right, this has been your magnetic moment. If you have differing thoughts or your own perspective on this, you can message me on Facebook through the Magnetic Lighthouse or email me at jamiep at themagneticlighthouse.com. All right, we will be right back after this break with my guest, Sheila Kelly, and her thoughts on leadership and responsibility. 
If you have been inspired or received some great ideas from our show, then why not continue to receive them throughout the week? Hi, I'm Jamie Pritchard, your spiritual connector, and I want to invite you to become a Lighthouse Insider. As a Lighthouse Insider, you will receive direct notification of our upcoming podcast, special offers and discounts on programs exclusive to Lighthouse Insiders, and inside information on upcoming and past guests, plus much, much more. To become a Lighthouse Insider, go to the Magnetic Lighthouse on Facebook, click on our sign-up button, and complete the simple information. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. All right, uh, we're back uh, to our show. You're listening to the Magnetic Lighthouse Episode 7, Becoming the Leader You Were Born to Be, with my special guest, Sheila Kelly. Sheila Kelly is a certified professional co-active coach trained through the Coaches Training Institute. She also has advanced trainings through the True Purpose Institute, the Barrett Value Center, the Collaborative Operating Systems, and the Belief Closet. She has coached hundreds of individuals and facilitated a multitude of workshops around leadership development and spiritual work, including uh, being a facilitator for A Course in Miracles. Sheila also is an author and has shared a big piece of herself recently in her book, Love Lessons from My Son, A Mother's Journey Through a Teen's Cancer. She has been referred to by others as a soul whisperer and now refers to herself as such. Please welcome Sheila Kelly. Hello, Sheila. How are you? Hello, Jamie. I am well. So happy to be on with you, the all-purpose three-in-one peeler. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I will always think of you in that way. (laughs) Well, you know, I always look for so many answers to uh, a lot of us use Google for answers. I thought, I'm going to try and see if I can get that answer, but it wasn't quite Uh, what I wanted what I was hoping for. <laughs> well, I think I think it was a brilliant question and I I uh I love the answer actually. Okay. So Sheila, you've been coaching for uh, 14 years and one of the things I always am quite interested in because in the big scheme of things coaching is a, a relatively new venture and new occupation. Um mm. how did you get into coaching? I got into coaching Kind of by accident, Jamie, I was, as you mentioned earlier, I facilitated Course of Miracles group here in Halifax for about five years, and somebody started coming to my group who was ended up becoming a coach himself, and he invited me into his business. And I wasn't that interested in coaching at the time. I was because really I didn't know didn't even know what it was. It was so new even 14 years ago that most people associated it with coaching uh sports teams and beyond that people really didn't uh didn't know what coaching was. So I sometimes call myself the accidental coach and as you <laughs> mentioned earlier I went in I flew off to Toronto actually to do a weekend training session with the Coaches Training Institute. And I was actually hoping that I would not like <laughs> the this coaching thing. I was thinking about my travel expenses, my accommodation, my tuition. Everything was in U.S. funds for tuition. But I fell yep. in love with the whole idea of the co-active coaching model. And 
I came out of the corporate world as a pretty low-level manager with uh, one of the largest union and in unions in Canada, and it was a very hostile, uh, tough labor, you know, environment. And coming out of that environment and going into coaching my my motivation for that was that while i was on the front lines at canada post i i was doing leadership development courses and i found that they weren't that helpful for me and the reason for that was that i was so unhappy at my work i often ask people in my workshops to think about their workplace and to rate it on a scale of 1 to 5. So okay. one being one being I drag myself in there every day. I hate it. I can't stand it. And 10 being uh I can't wait to get there. I love it. And I if I were to rate myself at the time I was in that workplace, I would have mm-hmm. rated myself like a minus 10. Oh my god. So I I I found <laughs> yes, I found the leadership development programs that I was exposed to were not very helpful in helping me move into a place where I could feel better about my leadership and who I was and coaching provided for me some of the yeah. tools that would be helpful for other people and as well i i had my own transformation in my workplace as well so between my own transformation and the the coactive coaching tools that i learned i was i've been able to help clients understand what's going on with them in their workplaces and help them move towards a um uh, a better understanding as well as uh, uh, more acceptance of how they're showing up in their own leadership okay. i really believe I really believe we were born to lead, and what I mean by that is that we were born to take charge of our own lives. I view leadership from a broad perspective. Okay. Often we think of yes, often we think of leadership as being uh somebody's in management, somebody's the CEO, somebody's the VP of of finance or whatever. And really I look at leadership as all of those things of course, but it's much broader than that. It's about how we're showing up in our lives, not only how we're showing up in the workplace. Sheila, I was curious, you mentioned that you had your own transformation, which was uh, something that you really brought, you had your own transformation in a workplace that you were rating as minus 10. Could you tell us a bit more about that? I would love to tell you more about that, Jamie. I was, I happened to be at work, it was in the evening, and I was on the phone, very busy work environment, and uh, a radio actually came sailing across the room in my direction, thrown by an irate employee. And I was sitting there, and I was just, I just started to shake. I was like, oh, my gosh, 
what is going on here. And I tried to maintain a professional demeanor because I was in management. There were other people around, my staff. But on the inside, I was trembling, and I just wanted to to cry. And if you fast forward a few days from that, I was at home. I was in my kitchen. The sun was streaming in the window, and I was feeling more helpless and more discouraged and more alone than I'd ever felt in my life. Oh, my and, gosh. And somehow I had this thought come to me, and the thought was this. Stop giving away your power. And I'm like, wow, where did that come from? But I decided in that moment it was truly a wake-up moment for me. It was truly an aha moment. It was like, wow, I didn't even realize that I had been giving away my power by hating my job, seemingly hating my job as much as I thought I did. I was actually uh, being a victim of uh, of the workplace and giving away my power. So I I really began from that moment. I returned to the workplace, and I was really a different person. I could see people looking at me because I got very quiet. I continued to do my work, but people were looking at me, and I I would guess they were thinking, what's going on with her? Uh, Uh Why isn't she off on stress leave after what happened? You know, these kinds of things. But I was just in this very, it was like I was in a bubble. And it's like nothing nothing was impacting me the way that it used to. And I won't say that I never gave away my power ever again, but right. I will say I will say that if I had not experienced that and started on my own journey of transformation and awakening, I I'm not sure who I would be right now or where I right. would be right now. Right. So it's, it's a so lesson you, that. Go ahead, yeah. Jamie. No, you go ahead. Finish your thought. It, yeah, it's a lesson that you know. Sometimes the worst things that happen are turn out to be blessings in disguise. And I know that's a cliche, but it really, really is true. That you know, this person that threw the radio turned out to be one of my greatest teachers, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, because if I hadn't gotten that wake-up call, and it was kind of interesting, it's kind of a metaphor that it was a radio, right? Because radio is a, a messenger of some sort. So and here you are 14 years later. <laughs> well, longer than that, Jamie, but yes, 14 yeah. years since I started my coaching business, yes. Right, yes. right. So, um, Sheila, I, that is I, a couple of comments uh, on that. The one thing that I really uh, noticed from that transformation is uh, from probably what sounded like one of your your deepest, uh, darkest moments in, uh, in your career, you gained, um, you asked yourself some questions and you, you, you gained awareness um, of, yes. uh, of, of what you were doing. Um, and it, that and I, you know, I guess the I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like you were uh, you were starting to accept responsibility for your process, although the situation itself, what you were contributing to that uh, 
to that uh, process. And that's a hard thing for people to understand, although you were in a very toxic environment. Uh, anybody yeah. that uh, is outside of Canada, inside within Canada, will understand uh, at the times in the uh, 90s and how frustrating and the changes that were going uh, that were going through in the environment. Um, but you, uh, it, um, it, it just seems that uh, you really gain that awareness from that uh, point. So Sheila, I'd like to talk a bit about leadership. That's what we came here tonight, um, and the topic uh, title you chose was becoming the leader you were born to be, which. As you've already mentioned, um, is uh, suggest you believe everyone has an innate ability to be a leader. Is that true? I absolutely do. Not absolutely, everybody has the innate ability and the the innate, innate capacity. And I believe, Jamie, that the new paradigm of leadership is exactly that—that that we are being called to lead in a different way and. Some of the qualities that are most important under the new paradigm of leadership are related to our personal responsibilities, our responsibility to be compassionate, our, our responsibility to have empathy for other people. These are these are words that we've never used before or used very seldom in relation to workplace leadership. But all the current research, the... Um, Forbes magazine, Harvard Business Review are all talking about compassion and empathy as the tools for the new paradigm of leadership. I even heard uh, or read that Kevin O'Leary, I call him the Donald Trump of the North, <laughs> Kevin says money is king, but Kevin is reporting is reported to be saying that of all the companies that he's investing in as a, as an investor, the ones yeah. that are making the most money are the ones that are la- being led by women. So huh. it's 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 very interesting that that these quote unquote feminine characteristics, these feminine qualities, are being recognized or being beginning to be recognized as the, the the absolutes for moving forward in a different way because the old way certainly isn't working and right. i've all, yeah i've actually so, developed a leadership model that and, i and think actually, yeah so that that was ahead. my next question actually so go go right ahead so what is what is the uh, model uh, for uh, leadership and i do have some questions based on that. So let's talk about your your model for leadership. Perfect. Well, if you happen to have a piece of paper there, or if your listeners have a piece of paper, uh, just draw a big circle uh, on your page and then draw another circle inside of that circle and then a smaller circle inside of that. And this leadership model actually evolved out of my work with my clients. As you've mentioned, I've coached with hundreds of clients over thousands of hours. And I began noticing that clients were making statements about their values and what was important to them in their leadership. And I started writing them down for my clients. And I noticed that they began, that they they sort of fell into three categories. And those three categories, what I, what I call the art, the heart, and the joy of leadership. 
Okay. And w- one of the ones that stood out for me at the very beginning was I had a, a manager in the um, provincial government, and he w- he said that it, there are no Johnny days around here. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, I've never heard that expression before. What does that mean? And he said, well, you know how little Johnny is always the favorite one and he always gets special treatment? Well, that doesn't work under my watch, right? So, wow, this is is important to him. This is an important principle that he brings into his leadership. So I started... Again, writing down what my clients were saying, and I noticed that the, that they fell into these three circles. And the outside okay. circle, the art of leadership, is what you do. And that's, that is the focus of most leadership development programs, or it has been historically. And it comes from the old leadership paradigm of command and control, take charge, uh, meet your objectives, make money, and if you do those things, uh, chances are you'll be considered a good leader. It's only, right. in, it's only in recent memory, really, that people have started uh, focusing on things like having a good attitude, what's your mindset, how are you treating your employees. Though, traditionally, that didn't matter. As long as you were getting results, what you did was all that mattered. And so what you do is kind of how the world sees you, what you how you how you how you are labeled, for example, what's your job? Right. I'm the manager, I'm the leader, whatever. So what okay. you do is important because what you do is what the world sees of you, right? But I also noticed that my clients were reflecting values about who they were. And, for example, some some clients had a hard time letting go of grievances that they had against somebody. And some of them were um, very interested in being more compassionate and being being different and and when i use that word being i always like to point out that we never say do a better leader <laughs> we always say be a better leader right and yet we tell people what they have to do to be better instead of huh. focusing on how they can be better by basically being themselves so i think I just wrote a, a blog. I just wrote a blog. The number the the number one irrefutable law of leadership is be yourself, and it's probably the hardest thing that most of us have to do. I know it's the hardest thing for me to learn to do. Is how do I how do I show up and be myself in a workplace and in a world where people want you to be different want you to be what they tell you to be right so how do you do that Sheila like because I I mean I so I I get the art and what you do and yeah. the heart is who you who you want to be the heart seems to be a little bit more inward focused so what you're saying yeah. is um for example I've been in the corporate world before and sometimes I you know boy if the company would only do this this would be yes. make my job so much easier. Would make my and and those things aren't going aren't always going to happen. Sometimes they do, but 
I'm focusing on, so what you're saying is that I'm focusing on the outside things and when I should really be focusing on what am I doing? How can I make this work in the environment that I find myself in? Is that a fair statement? Yes. How how can I express who I am? How can I be the leader that I want to be and still accomplish what the workplace asked me to accomplish? Okay. For example, when I after I had my transformation uh, yeah. in the workplace, I would say that people would say that I wasn't doing things much differently, and yeah. so I was still um, interviewing employees for performance issues. In fact, I was probably doing more. We call them disciplinary interviews with employees and other people, but I was, I felt, I felt differently, and I allowed myself to imp- approach every person with more compassion and more understanding. And when we do that, when we come from a heart space of, you know, I, I you, you've taken the Coaches Training Institute training yep. as well. And one yeah. of the first principles that they teach is nobody gets to be wrong. Yeah. So even though I had not heard that philosophy, I started I, I started looking at my employees differently. I started understanding that I could I could offer them help. Okay. I could try to partner with them rather than blaming them and you know telling them they're going to be fired or or whatever, right? Right. So it was a matter of allowing myself to approach leadership from my own perspective and from my own values. And it made a tremendous difference in how I felt going to work. I went from a minus 10. I won't say I went to a 10, Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But I, I, I got to probably an 8, and wow. I, wow. Yes. Yes. That's a big turnaround. So so then we've got the art. So these are not mutually exclusive. The you, it sounds like the the art, the heart and the joy, right? Yes, they aren't mutually exclusive and I would like to say that the five things that you talked about around responsibility fit into yep. this model really, really well. And you're absolutely right because you talked about um, leaders who accept feedback. And that's something you do, but it also, the, how you accept the feedback reflects who you are. Yes. Yeah. You know, I often say the only thing to say to face, there's only two words to say to, to feedback, and that is thank you. So, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so again, what we do is uh, people can can't always tell what are what's motivating and what's driving it. And so the the but final you know. piece, okay. Go so ahead. the final the final piece, Sheila, on on the uh, the model is the joy of leadership, and you refer to that as the difference you make. So exactly, exactly. So most about, people. Yes, most people are looking for some sort of meaning in their life. They want to make a difference. 
they they would like to have more passion and purpose in your li- their lives, and that is the joy of leadership. And I find the easiest and quickest way to get people to start thinking about that is to ask them to think about a metaphor that expresses how they can make a difference in the world. And it's amazing when I ask my clients to come up with a metaphor, how how easy it is for them a lot of times. Right. Even, even years ago, I was working with uh, some a senior manager at Canada Revenue Agency. And, you know, Canada Revenue types tend to be very linear and uh, technical people. And <laughs> you're, you're laughing. But, you know, even he came up with I am encouragement that helps others satisfy their need to contribute. So a simple I am statement that expresses something that allows people to make a difference. So that's the stake in the ground. That's the place where I decide that I am going to be, mine is I am the breath that expands consciousness. So that's the stake of the ground. So if if we have uh, the, the heart and the joy down, what yeah. becomes less important? I'm not saying it doesn't have importance, but it yeah. it becomes less important because we can express who we are just about anywhere. Right, right. So the, Does that the make joy, sense? Yes. So what I, if I can summarize, what I've heard you say about joy is um, it's not unlike that compelling vision or goal. It's that fire in the belly almost that yeah, yeah, yeah. Forward and the it's the purpose, if you will. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that, that's what I heard is uh, you know you talked about a metaphor having a compelling vision. Some use an I am statement, other use a big goal. So you know I want to do something that is beyond my experience right now, and I have no idea how I'm going to do that, but it's going. I'm going to write it down and I'm going to look at it and I'm going to think about it every single day. And mm-hmm. um, and that's that's sort of uh, like the the vision. The heart is really about uh, inner reflection, about taking a look at myself and who I want to be um, in whatever environment I'm in, whether it be a toxic environment, uh, work environment, or um, or or something else that I want to to do. And then the the what you do is. Really, uh, it depends on the environment, I guess, that you find yourself. For many of us in a corporate environment, the doing is is not is not always controllable, um, and because we're being told by another corporation or bigger entity. So, my question for you on that is: you you know you talk you talked about that. Is um, who in today's world exemplifies those characteristics in your mind? Oh wow, that's a great question. Well, I, I think we all do when we get conscious about how, no, about making a difference. Nobody's coming to mind right I now. <laughs> Pardon? Nobody's coming to mind, like specifically, like if you were to say, "Yeah, this person, I, well, well, I see." Well, Jamie, you are. <laughs> you you come to mind? No, seriously. I wow. mean, you think about what you're doing. You have your day job. Yeah. 
right? And then yep. you have, yep. then you are expressing the joy of leadership in your own life through what you're doing with the Magnetic Lighthouse and starting this radio show. And yep. really, who has a has a bigger stake in the ground right now than you? And I, I, I'm just honored to to witness you moving forward and, and to hear you talk about what your dream is and what your vision is and what your purpose is. So, Jamie Pritchard, you're, you're it for me right now in this moment. Wow. Well, um, disclaimer uh, point uh, here for our listeners. Um, this was not rehearsed. This is uh, <laughs> no, this totally, totally spontaneous. And um, thank you. Thank you, uh, Sheila. And uh, I... I am looking at um, getting that uh, message out a little bit more by going to uh, other podcasts. My vision, really, uh, the the one thing, uh, not unlike yourself, is that everybody has a seed of potential that um, can neither be nurtured, um, and there are different ways, and sometimes we need outside help to do that. And mm -hmm. I'd like to see 7 billion people um, figure that out. Um, that yes, would be yes. that would be pure joy to me. <laughs> um, well, and, I, and 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 I know that's your vision, and I I can feel that you're moving towards it with great certainty. So, and you have all the capability that that you need. You've got the business experience. You've got the spiritual acumen. It's it's all there for you, Jamie. So, you are a model for everybody who's listening in tonight. Well, and you. anybody that will listen in the future. I, I really believe that we are on the cusp of a, a new way of showing up in the world, and it's so badly needed, right? We've tried the old leadership paradigm of command, control, uh, shoot first, ask questions later, <laughs> that kind of uh, rhetoric is... On, on its way out, and I often say that you know women are the lead uh, on the leading edge of the new leadership paradigm. But when I say that, I don't mean that it's only women. What I mean is that we're we're mm -hmm. adopting um, a style that many men are will be comfortable with as well. You are one of those men who are is going to be very comfortable with with the new paradigm of being compassionate and having empathy and and allowing those gifts to to drive who you are and where you're going. Well, and there are lots of uh, the, we had uh, Richard Arsic, who was uh, part of the Mankind Project, which is really helping men um, mm -hmm. get in touch mm -hmm. with the their feminine side as well. Yes, yes, and, uh, yes. And that uh, you know that they're not mutually exclusive, and being able to talk about things and creating uh, and and their mission is much the same to create that. I totally agree with you about the uh, being on the uh, the cusp. Of um, of something uh, something big, I I just sense it and feel it, and how it's going to happen and unfold. That'll be um, we'll have to wait and see. A couple of other questions for you that I'd be interested in. Uh, we talked about my uh, trait, my learning from what you had talked about about uh, responsibility being the one thing that um, I you know that I, I I needed to work on. And I gave a challenge to uh, my guests to, you know, what one trait uh, did they want to work on? What one trait do you need to work on as a leader? 
Oh, Jamie, <laughs> you know I'm a coach. I'm the one who always asks the good questions. <laughs> Not this time, well, Sheila. Well, right. <laughs> Pardon? Not this time. <laughs> Not this time. Not this time, that's right. You turned the tables on me. Good for you. What one trait do I need to work on? I I think my trait is showing up. Uh, I'm a natural introvert. I love, I do my work on the phone, as you know. I'm a coach who yeah. uh, uh, pretty much insists that my clients uh, use the telephone, even though a lot of times they say, oh, no, 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 I don't see how that's going to work. And then after one meeting on the phone, they're they're really excited about uh, this, the possibilities of of being on the phone and the the removal of all the distractions. There's no distractions right. when we're speaking right. on the phone. So okay. yeah, I I I need to get out more. So my leadership trait is, is that I need to work on is is getting out and sharing um, my message about the new paradigm of leadership and how it's so important for women and men too to yeah. uh, embrace it. Yeah. If 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 not now, yeah. when? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Great question, Jamie. Thank you. Okay. Um, and then the one other thing, I, a couple of other things I just wanted to ask you. There's a lot of coaches out there, Sheila, and I know that you've been doing this uh, a long time, and um, and the marketplace is starting to get a little bit uh, muddled, but I know that you have a, a clear sense of what your unique gifts are. So what makes you different, a uh, different coach from others? Well, that's that's another great question, and and I know my clients tell me that I'm different, and <laughs> and and I think what's different for me is that number one, I'm one of the few people that has a really deep understanding of how everything works. I have a really deep understanding of of the psyche. And I I have a you know I have a psychology background, so I yeah. understand I understand about fear. I understand how beliefs are formed. I know how to help people clear the blocks that are keeping them stuck. And yeah. that there's not a lot of people that are able to do that, at least not in my community. Mm-hmm. And and uh, having been been coached uh, by you and um, and experiencing and uh, and as a as a uh, as a friend, uh, I know and having gone through the coaching myself, one thing that I I always noticed is there were certain people that you just you just watched and it was like it was just like butter. They just they you just knew that they found themselves and they they were like that. And I sense that's the same with you. It's like coaching open. Opened a door in your uh, in your heart or your psyche, or uh, and uh, you you found your place. Well, yes, I I always wanted to be a teacher. <laughs> when I was six when I was six years old, there I remember yes, yeah, setting up in my father's garage little blocks of wood from the wood pile. Those were desks, and I invited all the neighborhood children over so that I could teach them. <laughs> <laughs> and that lasted about five minutes. 
my my neighborhood friends were not interested in going to school on their summer vacation. But right. again, I uh, always wanted to be a teacher, and I did become a teacher, a classroom teacher. And I moved from New Brunswick to Nova Scotia, and my teaching credentials were not recognized here in Nova Scotia. Oh. But what I didn't realize, again, hindsight is twenty twenty, and we don't, we don't understand always why things work the way they do, but really the type of teaching I was supposed to be doing is called coaching. It's a more Socratic type of of teaching yeah. where yeah. I really want my clients to find their own answers, to find their own way. So yeah. I had to wait for coaching to be invented. I had to wait like 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> you were ahead of so, uh, well, I tend to, yeah, a few people have called me a pioneer, so yeah, I do tend to be ahead of the little curve, uh, ahead of the curve a little bit, but 40 years, Jamie, uh, that's, <laughs> well, the universe has a sense of humor. Us, Sheila, and then, and I, we're thankful that the world did finally catch up with you. <laughs> well, thank you, thank um, you. The universe has a sense of humor, and the universe has no sense of time, right? <laughs> no, Exactly. Um, so uh, just a, just a couple of things. Tell us um, what uh, projects uh, you're working on, or sort of what's uh, what's next for you that uh, the listeners might be interested in. I've recently joined an organization in uh, based in Halifax called Women Reshaping the World, and Ooh. I'm the Halifax lead for that uh, in that organization. So I'm looking forward to eventually uh, designing webinars for a larger audience. Uh, I love doing retreats. I recently did uh, a retreat for for women, and mm-hmm. you know, my mother always told me not to brag, but it it was really quite phenomenal. Um, the women who showed up and the um, the magic that happened, and right. yes, yes. So the big thing is women reshaping the world. And how, if people are interested in that, is that uh, is there a website they could go to? There absolutely is. WomenReshapingTheWorld.com. Uh, okay. When when they go on the website, a pop-up box will appear. They can sign on and start getting notices, uh, re-events, and read some blog articles and hear about future events. Great. So Sheila, thank you so much for being uh, being on the show. Um, your, thank you, your authentic- Jamie. Oh, your authenticity and uh, sharing of your ideas and your sense of humor is uh, a breath of flesh, flesh, fresh, flesh air, <laughs> <laughs> rented rented tongue. Um, <laughs> you've got me flustered already. Um, now we're going to get silly. <laughs> oh, we're getting, no, we're not. So thanks for being on the Magnetic Lighthouse. If you want to connect to uh, to Sheila, you can email her at SheilaTheBigYes.com or um, her, her website is www.TheBigYes.com. Um, definitely a, a coach that has um, that is uh, very experienced, been around the block, has uh, some natural innate abilities, um, and uh, keep in touch with uh, what she is uh, what she is doing. Um, that is all the time we have uh, tonight. Um, so I want to thank you, our spiritually minded listeners, and my special guest uh, Sheila Kelly, for talking about uh, leadership 
And um, I want you to join me next week on Monday, July 20th at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time when our topic will be You Were Born a Masterpiece with my special guest, Helena Shapilo, and the who she calls herself the happiness guru. Though that post will be out early tomorrow morning. Uh, please share and invite your friends so we continue to grow the uh, Magnetic Lighthouse community. Um, I have been in the habit of uh, giving a, a quote of the week, and uh, up until now I, I haven't actually asked my guests, so I, I did ask Sheila if she would be willing to share our quote of the week to uh, end our show uh, tonight. So, Sheila. My pleasure, Jamie, and not to be outdone, I have two. One okay. is from she- one is from sh- yours truly, Sheila Kelly. Okay. You were born to lead. You were born to step fully into the magnificence of who you are. The second one is from Simon Sinek, who says, "Leadership is not about the next election; it is about the next generation." Thank you very much. And on that, uh, we're going to uh, end uh, the uh, the show. I'm Jamie Pritchard, your spiritual connector and host. Remember to always shine your light, and you will manifest your dreams into reality. Thanks for listening. Be sure to head on over to our Facebook page to see our episode posts, upcoming blogs, and sign up for our Lighthouse Insider newsletter. It is better on the inside. Catch you next time at the Magnetic Lighthouse. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.